Hey everybody, welcome back to Pre-Med Uncultured Episode 7. We have an exciting episode today. Um, first panel discussion in the podcast. I'm so excited um, just to introduce our and be, be able for you all to hear from our amazing panel today. And so as you all are probably tuning into this episode right now, you're wondering, Chuka, why are we talking about gap years, right? Like, well, I think, you know, you all, we, I can think Kate and I can appreciate that application season is right around the corner. Um, graduation season is right around the corner. So just getting people um, prepared for whatever the future holds for them. And I think that's one of the goals for the podcast. And we're excited today to have our panel with us and even just just to precurse our discussion today, right? Like I was doing some research, Kate, um, about gap years, right? And like, who's taking gap years? And I looked at like, AAMC just published their 2022 stats. And you know, over 70% of people who matriculated last year took a gap year, right? Between one and five or more years. And so I think just for our viewers, I think Kate and I are just so excited just to be able to share this um, experience, share our experiences, share our panel's experiences with you as we, as you all um, navigate this road of taking a gap year. And so um, without further ado, Kate, I will pass it off to you and excited for our conversation today. Yeah, for sure. Um, just so everyone knows, just to get it off the bat, there's no shame in taking time. There's absolutely no shame in sitting back and, you know, making the decision to digest what you want and make sure it's true to you. Um, there's nothing worse than regret. Um, and you have much more time than you think you do. You can slow down at any time. So with that being said, um, let's introduce our student panel members, um, starting off with Savannah. Do you want to tell everyone where you're from, your major, and, you know, the gist of your gap year plan? Perfect. Sounds good. So I'm Savannah. I'm originally from Philadelphia, but I'm an undergraduate student at the University of Pittsburgh. I'm a biological sciences major and have minors in chemistry and Hispanic language and culture. And I'm taking a gap year right now. Well, I will be taking gap year currently. I'm applying in this current cycle um, and then I'll be taking gap year and hopefully we'll be starting med school in 2024. Very, very cool. Awesome. And next we have Isha. Hey, hi, everyone. I'm Isha. I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm also also a senior at the University of Pittsburgh. I'm majoring in neuroscience and psychology with a minor in chemistry. And uh, I'm also planning to apply this upcoming cycle, take one gap year. Um, I'm looking into research positions, so hopefully research coordinator or clinical research assistant. Very cool. And last but not, not least, uh, Invita. Um, yeah, so hi everyone, my name is Anvita. Um, I'm originally from Fairfax, Virginia, and I'm currently an undergrad at Pitt, about to graduate with a major in neuroscience and minors in music and chemistry. And for my gap year, I'm still a little undecided, but I applied to a wide variety of positions ranging from research and volunteering. Very cool. Awesome. So we have a pretty diverse group here. Um, five total people who are planning on taking gap years before entering uh, their medical school and medical careers. So just a broad question to kick us off. Um, did you guys know you were going to take a gap year when you started college? I personally was not planning on taking a gap year. Um, it's kind of something that ended up working out in my plan based off MCAT, based off of how I was feeling about applying to medical school. And I definitely think it was something that came to light as I started getting closer and closer to that application deadline and getting to my junior year. So definitely not my original plan. Um, yeah, I actually have quite the opposite. I think I originally did plan to take a gap year, but I was a little like weird where 
part of my decision in taking a gap year also came with the decision to graduate in three years. So it still felt like I was going to be like only taking four years before medical school. At least that was the way I was justifying it to myself. Um, And yeah, I just knew I needed a break before I entered medical school. Yeah, I think for me, kind of similar to Savannah, I didn't come into college thinking I'm absolutely taking a gap year, gap years. Um, I think I just didn't know much about how to apply to med school, how you have to have so many requirements before coming into med school. So I think coming to college and learning about all that made me think, okay, like maybe another year would be good between college and med school. Yeah, no, I think you all, you're different. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm like, they got there, I know what they're doing. They already had their plans. You know, I, you know, Kate, I was, I was, a, I don't say I was a degenerate in high school, in college, but like, you know, I feel like, I think, I mean, I really, I really relate to what you said. Cause like, I was the same way. I sort of graduated in, in three years. And so I remember I walked into my uh, guidance counselor's office, right? This was, this was the beginning of, of January of 2021. And shout out to Amy Foster at MTSU. And I, I walked in there and she was like, all right, Chuka, are you ready to graduate? I said, graduate from what? I was like, she's like, she's like, from college, you might be done. I said, I said, pardon me. I said, I said, who did I trick for a degree? And, and I think that sort of, it was sort of forced upon me to, to, to sort of navigate, okay, hey, what do I want to do? How much, what, what, what does this sort of look like? And so I think that you all, most of you talked about taking, taking one gap year. Um, and so those of you who, um, who are, who are, who are taking gap years right now, like, do you all, had you all, when did you all take your MCAT and what is sort of your take on when should people take their MCAT, right? As they engage into getting into this gap year or when, if you're, and if you're going to be planning, planning on taking it during your gap year, how are you going about that? Um, I can actually kick this off. Um, I think I, I ended up taking my MCAT um, this past summer and based on like my GPA, I think I could get into medical school with the score I got, but it's just not as competitive as I want to, you know, be on paper. And I know how important it is to be competitive on paper before you get the interview. So instead of, you know, suffering and pushing myself to study, you know, the eight hour days that the MCAT sometimes requires of students, um, plus the shadowing and the volunteer opportunities and the regular, you know, master's program I'm in. I was like, why don't I focus on what I've been given right now and I can take the MCAT again this fall when I'm, I have my master's, I have all the background information I need. I'm probably going to be you know, pumping the brakes a little bit on all of the extracurriculars that I'm doing and really take that time. So I took it after I graduated from college, um, took a summer and studied not as well, obviously, as I should have or could have and you know, decided to have that be my main focus for the first half of my gap year or the first quarter of the two years I might be taking. Yeah, my MCAT actually somewhat dictated me going to the gap year situation. So I originally had planned not to take a gap year and I planned my junior year spring semester to study for the MCAT. Um, and I did that. I studied all throughout spring semester, was planning to take it at the end in May, got to the end of May and realized I just not the place I want to be. And I had continuously heard, do not take the MCAT unless you're ready. You want to take it when you feel good and you feel happy and you know you're going to score the way you want to. And so I made a hard decision, decided I'm going to instead take some more time to study and decided to not apply that cycle and to now take gap year and apply this cycle. So then I ended up studying for my MCAT throughout the whole summer and ended up taking it this past August. 
and got a score that I was really happy with. I was excited to actually have that time to study without school um, taking up some of my time. And I thought that was a really effective way personally for me to study. And I definitely have one piece of advice for taking the MCAT. Take it when you feel ready and when you're assured with yourself and confident in your skills. Don't take it when you feel like you need to be ready. Um, yeah, so my story is pretty similar to, yeah. I say, Isha's because I also took it this past summer, which um, does seem a little early given that I'm applying in May. But I think my reasoning for that was just so I would kind of have like some buffer time. So if I like didn't, I wasn't too happy with my score, I could take it potentially in January again. And um, I also was like, I know as a backup backup option, I was also thinking like I could take another gap year beyond the one gap year that I was originally planning on taking if I really needed to, depending on my MCAT score. But luckily, I was pretty happy with my score. I also definitely agree with what Savannah said, because originally I was signed up to take it a month earlier than I ended up taking it. And that was just because I simply wasn't ready during the time I wanted to be ready in. And I think delaying it by a month was really like a huge reason in me being happy with my score right now. Hey, thank you all so much for that. I think I hope our listeners just heard those words of wisdom. Right. And because, you know, when I'm thinking about myself, right, like, I took your, 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 if you think that y'all took it early, bro, I took that joint shoot. I took it July, end of July of 2021. And I applied, I'm in the cycle right now. So applied May of 2022. So it was like almost, almost a year. Um, and I think the reasoning behind that was I'm very, I, I'm huge on like, I think it's so hard to study for the MCAT when you're not in the academic mindset right like i have i have so much respect for people like who will take a gap year right and like they'll graduate in may and they'll take their mcat in january or or in march of the following year i'm like that is wild for me and i think because my strategy was i remember i graduated graduated like may may 8th of 2021 and i remember literally i'm sitting there graduating and i'm like all right next day i gotta i gotta get hit to the library and start cranking out trying to study for this mcat right and i think that there were moments I'd be looking outside, like, outside the window of the library, like, "Dang, this is not the move. Like, this is not what I was trying to do with my summer when I graduated." But at the same time, I was like, "I'm so grateful that I, I sort of used that momentum from my academic m- mind frame just to push me through." Um, I think that's a huge, huge thing. And I think that also it makes the gap year more enjoyable, at least from my opinion. It's like I don't have to worry about studying for an MCAT. I can just hey, turn up, have fun, um, engage in meaningful activities, um, and, and things of that nature. And so. And even just even, I don't know if our viewers and our listeners understand that. Like, so I'm in my second gap year, right? So I, I graduated in 2021. So I took a gap year um, last like a year ago. And then I'm doing this, doing the master program with Kate right now. And so this is my second quote unquote gap year. And so um, I think that that will lead us to sort of the next question, right? Where um, what what are some what are some holes or, or, or first of all, are there any holes in your application? Are there any things that you are doing in this gap year to make you um, more holistic applicants. What is what are sort of the aims of your gap year? Um, I could try to answer this, but I think it was a little weird for me because you do submit the application in May. And I wasn't really sure. I know one thing I was always confused about was how much and what I do in my gap year will even like will the medical schools even look at? Um, so I think I tried my best to fill in all holes I, as I could before I submit the application in May. And I'm kind of just using my gap year just to strengthen myself 
kind of holistically. So instead of focusing on like a specific sector on the application to like improve, I'm kind of trying to do everything, if that makes sense, still gain a little clinical experience, still volunteering. And I'm just really focusing on activities that I really enjoy. Like, similar to Amrita, um, I felt like I was also going into college thinking I'm not going to take a gap year. I was really trying to make sure I had everything um, taken care of. So for my gap year, I think first and foremost, I want to learn to be a functioning adult. I need to learn how to cook, take care of myself. I don't know, taxes, all of that. I need to be an adult before I go to med school. Um, I think that's something I really need to work on. And then also... Um, I started like kind of recently looking at different programs, what I might be interested in doing in med school besides actually learning like medicine. Um, and I think I'm really interested in going into medical education and working in that in the future. So I've been thinking about looking in research positions that have a focus on that. So um, yeah, I think that's something I can recommend to people, figure out what you want to do in med school besides just learning to be a doctor, like how you want to contribute in some other way and see if you can kind of add that to your gap year. So that's something great you can talk about during interviews or even put on your application. Yeah, I completely agree with Isha and I think Chuka touched on this a little bit, but I think a gap year is a great time to kind of decompress and maybe have a little bit of fun. I think as pre-meds a lot of the time in undergrad, you're focused on having the perfect application. And so I was excited for my gap year to continue some of that stuff with volunteering. I'm, I'm a uh, love to volunteer and I still want to keep that up in my gap year. And of course, just still get some clinical relevance and some clin clinical work, but also to get involved in things in my community that I'm really interested in. As I said before, I'm like a Hispanic language um, minor. So like, I really want to get involved in hope hopefully like a Hispanic population in my community and be able to keep up my language skills. And so that's something I'm looking forward to. And I'm just excited to do something that's not in the academic field that is also going to enrich me as a person and like in a holistic way, as Amrita said. Yeah, I think that honestly, getting out of the education bubble with your gap year is something that's a little scary because I think we all feel very comfortable in school. We feel comfortable with the structure and developing as a human being is really easy to say. It's really hard to do especially without that structure. So if anyone is interested in taking a gap year, I would say instead of thinking about plugging holes in your application, I would say plug holes within yourself. Try to figure out where you're lacking. If you're lacking empathy or sympathy, or if you're lacking these human skills, like being able to be social or you're having an extended social battery or striking up conversations with strangers, break yourself out of that box that you've been put in for four years, eight years, your entire life in school, and push yourself, you know, to develop as a human being. Because at the end of the day, you're going to be interacting with patients and their families and their children, and you're going to want to feel secure in that right of who you are and not just, oh, I proved that I care about people because I volunteered with homeless people. It's much more than that. It's beyond the application. It's beyond the checkpoints. So having that goal as your gap year um, can really help you bring that structure in, um, in more, like Invita said, a holistic way. Yeah, Kate, thank you so much for saying that. I think that um, it's just, you know, I, I used to joke all the time with my friends. I used to say, if, you, if you've never clocked in a day in your life, you ain't lived. Like, if, you, if, you've, never, if you've never, like, had to run to make sure you, you swipe in by, like, 8 a.m., I'm like, there, there's, there's a certain type of, of, 
of just experience that it brings, right? And I think that I love, I love what Kate, what you said about like it's the idea of like not just filling holes, but filling, filling the the, the deficiency the, or or sort of the the places places where we as individuals um, can grow, right? Not just as medical students or pre med students, but as people, right? And I think that is, I think that's so important. And, and even as you say that, I'm thinking about my own experiences, right? I think that one of the greatest um, greatest things I got to do last year, right? During my first gap year, right? Was this idea of like, you know, it's this idea of just like, what are your hobbies, right? And how do you explore your hobbies, right? And, and how do you, how do you, how do you find peace? How do you find joy, right? I think that's for so long, I was, I was addicted to the hustles. Like I said, joy, time, what's that? Like, I don't have time to, to sit there and like discover what I'm passionate about. I got, I got to figure out about this organic chem too, or what is biochem too? Like that's the only thing I'm interested in, right? But I think that that idea of, of discovering who you are and discovering what you're passionate about. Like, I think that, like, so I don't know if you all know, but like, like, so I did a lot of skydiving last year, right? And like, I fell in love with it, right? Like, I'm, I'm sitting there when I was, when I was up in the, like, going out, shout out to Skydive Tennessee out in Tallahoma, right? I, I used to go all the time, right? And it was, it was so much fun, right? And then when it got cold, I was like, I realized I, realized I can't be jumping out of planes in like third degree winter weather, right? I was like, okay, should you, you've really wanted to be, you've been like doing a lot of stuff with stand up comedy. How can you take this more seriously? Like, how can you get involved in it? Like, and of course, there's a lot of extra medical related stuff, things that I did during my gap. But like, when I look back, I'm like, the most meaningful things that I got away were, um, it, were the, it was the people I met, the activities I engaged in, right? And I think that is, that is just as, if not more important to the sort of the medical things um, that we will, we will engage in. And so I'll even, I'll even ask just our panel, like, what are some, what are some of your hopes to, for doing your gap year? What are some hobbies and things that you all are seeking to further engage in or even start? I think um, someone retouched on this earlier. I apologize. I forgot who, but I think it was really just learning how to be a functioning adult. I, one thing I really wanted to do was just learn how to like cook more nutritious meals for myself and just include more nutrition in what I eat. Right now, I feel like as a college student, I'm always just on the run, just grabbing whatever I can, sometimes skipping a meal. And that's just not what I wanted to bring with me to medical school. So I want to take a year, um, learn how to meal prep um, and cook uh, new meals and like find new meals to cook. And then I know that'd be really helpful for me in medical school. I know another thing was just um, getting into a regular like working out routine and I feel like these are all like important like health and life skills that I just wanted some time to be able to develop before I get thrown into like another four years of like academics. Yeah one thing I'm pretty excited for is I'm really into working out and specifically weightlifting so something I was hoping to pursue during my gap year is to get my personal training certificate and hopefully maybe do something with personal training. Um, I'm really interested in um, like health fitness. And so that's something that I think being a personal trainer, one, it'd be awesome to be able to keep me on track um, in that kind of way, but also it'd be exciting to work with other people who are also interested in improving their health and hopefully be able to help them on that journey. So that's something that I'm hopefully looking forward to. It's a little bit of a process. I think it's like three to four months of studying and then you have to take a certification test. But we'll see. I think that'd be really fun. And it'd be a cool thing to keep up during med school, too. It'd be a cool side job to have. Maybe keep me out of the med school days and kind of into something that's not so academic. <laughs> yeah, all that sounds like wonderful plans and obviously great ways to, you know, get back into the things that you enjoy and finding joy in all of these very tough, long-suffering processes. 
Um, just to switch gears a little bit, we're, uh, Chuk and I are going to talk a little bit about postbacs. Um, and our te- our is our course is like a master's course. Um, it's not really a postback. A postback is a little different. Um, for example, if you were a let's say like studio arts, or if you were uh, studying um, let's say business, and you wanted to go into medicine after. You would take post back, which gives you all the prerequisites that you know regular STEM students, bio majors would take uh, in a condensed amount of time, and they would help you basically get all those boxes checked. Um, and so instead of taking uh, something that's a little more unstructured, like going back to school and saying, "Hi, I want to be a bio major, but I only need these classes," a post back is essentially designed for that. The BMP at Pitt, the Biomedical Master's Program, is a little bit different. Um, it's you we, t- we take some of the same classes that the med students here take. Um, they help you with your application. They help you with getting opportunities to shadow and with opportunities um, with the community and, you know, just adding to um, the full picture of your application. Um, so we can just talk about why we did the BMP. And I'm just going to come out straight up. I was a student athlete and I had pretty much nothing on my application other than I was a student athlete. Um, I also was, you know, going through college during COVID. So the opportunities for getting patient care hours or spending time in a hospital or shadowing was like very skewed. And I was also traveling a lot. So I was not, you know, able to go into a hospital because I just played Duke last weekend and sat on an airplane with an N95 that I don't even know if I was wearing correctly half the time. So I went into the BMP sitting there being like, please help me. I want to be a doctor. I want to go into medicine. I need to do this. Like I'm at your whim. Tell me what to do. And going into the BMP was probably the best decision I've ever made. Um, I was a little nervous. I didn't know I was, if I was going to get in. It was very, you know, scary for a little bit. We had an interview and like we were going back and forth about stuff. And I just remember when I got accepted, I was like relieved because I had, you know, the next year of my life, a fall, spring, summer planned out. I had something to tell my parents that I was doing and not just, you know, working and you know, doing nothing, sitting on my butt, not getting into medical school. And I'm more a quarter of the way through or a third of the way through now. And it was probably the best decision I've ever made. I've met amazing people. I've been given wonderful opportunities. I'm being pushed both like mentally and just like physiologically. Like, I don't even know how to explain it, but I feel like it's really been a nice stepping stone from me going from undergrad where you know, you're learning things and you're not really applying it into learning things that really matter and putting it into practice. So we'll learn a bunch of different diseases and then I'll go into the hospital and I'll actually see the manifestations and I'll see the surgeries and I'll see the procedures. Like it's just so like well-rounded and it's put into perspective and it's made medicine very realistic and not as much of a dream to me. Um, And Shuka, you can kick it off. I know this is your this is your second year of like being on your own outside of undergrad. So you must have a different experience. Yeah. Um, why did I do the BMP? That's a great <laughs> question. I'm, I'm just kidding. I, lo- I love the BMP. Um, and I think for me, I think that is, again, this comes back to what is, what is your level of self-awareness, right? And what are you trying? Time is not ubiquitous, but rather limited, right? And I, and I hope um, our, our, our listeners hear that again. I'll say that again. Time is not ubiquitous. It is limited, right? So I recognize, like I said, Chuka, you have two years, right? What can you do in these two years to to really prepare yourself for the next chapter that you're walking into, right? So 
I had done, um, and I'll, I'll talk about later, a little bit later about what I did during my first year last year. Um, but like this year, I had already done all the stuff I needed for my quote unquote, my application, right? So I, I got all that stuff out of the way. And so I was like, okay, you're going to be in the cycle, right? Why, why do you want to engage in, in graduate coursework? I was like, I said, I said first of all, I was, I was a psychology major, right? And so there were certain like biology classes that I didn't take. I was in a biology major, right? So I like, for example, I'd never taken physiology. I'd never taken histology, right? Because those weren't required. Um, so I said, okay, where can I, I want to take these classes, but now I recognize that post-bacs aren't offering those classes. Most post-bacs are offering organic chemistry one, physics one, for people who have not met the prereqs. I've had the prereqs, I already taken my MCAT. And so I was like, I said, okay, hey, I want to get back in the rhythm and the intensity-ish of medical school. And so the BMP um, at University of Pittsburgh, right, it was a great option for me in that, like I said, we, they, our, our class is comprised of people who've already met all the prereqs, right? You, you could not do the BMP if you've not met the prereqs, right? Because we're taking histology, we're taking um, physiology, we're taking human anatomy, right? And we're in the gross lab, we're with the medical students doing things of that nature. So we're not, so I think that for me was a, was a major factor. And also I said, I said, okay, if I'm going to do this, I don't want a certificate, give me a degree. And um, maybe that's a little bit egotistical, but I was like, I'm not, I'm not trying to do this just for, just for PI, just for giggles. I was like, let me get something out of this. And so um, that was also a, a huge attractant for me. Um, then also, again, like I said, I think going back to what we've even talked about previously, I was trying to get away, um, get, find a way to get out of um, the environment I've been in, right? This is the day I've been in Nashville and the natural area for so long. I was like, Chuka, you're going to move to a new state, a new place when you go to medical school. Do you know how to live by yourself? Do you know how to function and do all these things? And so that's a, that's a new level of growth that I've continued to experience here, and it's been great. And so that was really my reason for the BMP. And, you know, Kate, as we've been talking about all these these grad schools and post backs, like I was just looking at the the statistics that just came out again, like from AAMC, thirty five percent of people who took gap years, right, engaged in either post back or some graduate coursework, right. And so I think again, just goes back to it to affirm that, like, hey, people are looking to to grow and, and sort of figure out how can they make themselves the best um, potential medical student. So that's really why I chose the BMP, and I think that people have to again, like I said, comes back to the idea of are you self-aware? Where where do you want to grow? And what is growth to you? And what does growth look like to you? And so even that uh, I'm, I'll sort of transition to like this idea of like, okay, utilizing your gap year um, to aid, right? I think this is sort of in tandem, in tandem with what I just talked about. Like during my first gap year, like I knew, okay, I had, I had hopped out of undergrad. I was like, all right, you get GPA check, MCAT check, um, I had, I had never worked, I'd done volunteering in health and I never had like a healthcare related job and, and things of that nature. And I wanted, I needed some money in my pocket. My, my bank account was, was on a diet and I was like, um, it needs to, needs to get to increase in numbers. So I was like, Hey, how can I get a job that's also like medically related and doing things of that nature? So that's what I did. Right. I went and got a job. Right. And I started doing things and I merged what I was passionate about and what I, what I needed. Right. I think that that's maybe an encouragement to some listeners now, right? You can, during your gap, you can do what you're passionate about and you can also do it as necessary. Just find creative ways to merge the two, right? As so many of our members on our panel have already talked about, right? And so for me, that that looked like, hey, working with sports, professional athletes and doing COVID testing, phlebotomy, medical system work, right? And so that's what I did. I worked with the NFL and NHL with their medical teams and sort of got to do crazy stuff. There'd be days I'll be in the locker room and I'll be like, why am I here? Who did I trick? Are they going to like revoke my credentials? And that was a really fun experience, right? But then also at the same time, I recognized, like I said, hey, Chuka, 
how can you sort of transition and go into a um a hospital setting? Right? So that's what I did. I went and started work as a medical lab assistant in a medical hospital out in um out of Central St. Thomas Midtown. Show love to them. Um, so that was really fun. That was really exciting. And then also I was like, hey, also let me do some research. Right, let me make sure I got, I'm I, I did the basic applied applied science research. But hey, let me see. Hey, what does clinical research look like? And so I started doing research with the trauma team at Vanderbilt. Right. And these were all things, right, that I knew I needed to my application, but I found creative, fun ways to do them, right? And, and, and then also I, I was able to put them in my application, right? And, and as I'm talking to different schools about what I'm doing, I'm always talking about those type of things. So um, that's sort of my take on this idea of, hey, how can we utilize gap years to, to um, aid uh, your application? So how my question to our panel now is, as many of you have talked about, right, you're, you're in the gap year. Right. You're going to be taking your gap year and you're going to be applying. You're going to be in the application. God willing, y'all be getting interviews and acceptances. My question is to you all. How are you going to discuss or what are the ways you're going to integrate your gap year experiences um, while you're in the cycle? What are what are some of the strategies that you are trying to implement? What are some strategies that you also encourage all our listeners to implement as they are after doing that? So I, I can probably try to answer this, but um, I think what I was really trying to do is um, obviously you want something to talk about in your interview. So the way I went about it was like, I'm going to do something that's pretty interesting in my gap year so that when I go to an interview, I'm not like trying to look for ways to make myself sound interesting, but I can just talk about what I'm currently doing and it will be like engaging. And whoever my interviewer is will probably be more interested in knowing more about me as an applicant. And um, that's kind of the way I'm going about it. I obviously still don't really know what I'm doing in my gap year, but one position I was sort of looking into was um, working with the AmeriCorps in refugee and immigrant health. So my own two parents were immigrants to this country. So it's kind of a population of people um, that is personal to me. And then obviously I know you mentioned this earlier, but just like integrating like something that you're passionate about with something that's like necessary. So it's still like volunteering. It's still service. You're contributing to the community. It's related to healthcare. And then I'm also working with this community of people that are personal to me. I was going to say um, something pretty similar to Anita actually, but I think finding something you're passionate about for, to pursue in your gap year is like the most important thing because when you talk in interviews, I think they can kind of tell when you're being disingenuous, like, they can tell if you're, oh, I'm just doing this, like, for one year, like, whatever, get out of the way, get into med school, when you should really take that gap year as a time to um, grow as a person and also pursue your passions, pursue your interests, and if you do, that'll reflect in your interviews. You'll be able to talk about it, and um, I always find myself, when I hear someone else talking about something they're passionate about, it makes me interested in it, even if it's a topic I've never heard about, know nothing about, um, and I think that can really... Um, I mean, I think that can be true in interviews as well. So um, one other thing that I think is something interesting to look into about trying to integrate your gap year with what you've previously done is continuity is a lot of as a big thing I hear with interviewers and with applications. So if there's something you've been interested in and you've been keeping up with for all of um, undergrad, like it could be awesome to keep that up um, during your gap year just to show that you are still interested. It doesn't have to be the same exact thing, but if you're really interested in volunteering, keeping that up in your um, gap year, but like in a different area or in a different type of volunteering way, just another way to show them that you are interested in this type of um, this type of activity and that um, it just, again, shows continuity and they like to see that 
you're doing things for a long period of time and it's not just, you know, check off your application box. I mean, developing is a person instead of just checking off a box is something that I think a lot of people are starting to realize um, the more they get into the application cycle, the more they get into talking like this and listening to podcasts, like you want to care. <laughs> Sadly, you do want to care about what you're doing. It, if you're miserable, you're not going to have a good experience. Then you're not going to have anything to write about or talk about. And your love letters to these medical schools will be really hard to write. I mean, I think we've all sat down and we've written a paper about a topic that we picked and we loved and we wanted to get it done. And we ended up having to cut it down from 20 pages to like five because that was the maximum requirement. And then you get assigned a topic of something you couldn't care less about and you're struggling to get two sentences. I think that the same thing goes for how you use your gap year, how you use your time and your and your energy. So pick stuff that you care about and like Invita and Isha and Savannah said, like it'll reflect in your application, it'll reflect in your conversations with the interviewers and they'll want to talk more about it. Like they're human beings too. They want to care. They want to know about you. They want to know why they should put you in their medical school and give you an opportunity. So why not put your best foot forward and sound passionate instead of detached? Yeah, I I agree so much, Kate, right? And and I'm thinking like, again, I I think I said in the last episode, Kate, but I think that, you know, I wish I could go back and just like, just tell young Chuka, right, in, in undergrad, be like, the way to be unique is just to be yourself. Like, I think that is so cliche, but it's so true. I think that for so for so long, I was, I was seeking, I was trying to, I was trying to mimic what other successful people had done, right, to get to medical school. And then I get to sophomore year, and I'm like, my guy, my guy, my guy, if you had just done what you were passionate about, that would be what sets you apart. So again, I took, I so I think I took that and I just ran with it. And I started doing things that I was passionate about, right? Because for example, uh, an example, I'll give you a perfect example. So I remember, you know, everybody in my back where I, oh, I did undergrad at MTSU, they all wanted to be like um, CNAs, right? So nurse assistants, right? And so I was like, I said, I said, okay, Chugo, you know, we go, we're trying to get to medical school. I, I got to go in there and do this, right? And so I remember I walked in there, I signed up for the train, I go in there. And y'all, let me tell you something. It was not for me. And I walked out, I, I went to that class and I said, I said, if this is what I have to do to become a physician, I said, I, I don't think I can do this. You know, I was like, there's no way, no way, no way that that was, that was not for me. Right. And even the same thing, like we talked about research, right. I, I felt that, oh my gosh, you, you have to do biology research. You have to do some health science research. And, and it came to a point where I was like, no, I don't, you can just do what you're passionate about. Right. And I think that is, I think that's so important that this, and our pursuit for uniqueness, right. It's just our pursuit for our authentic selves. And I think that when you do what you're passionate about, you're going to be able to talk about it purposefully. You're going to be able to talk about it um, in a way that nobody else can. And I think that is so exciting. And so even on that mindset, you know, we have we have three college seniors um, who are about to graduate within like three months. Right. What are some things that you wish you told your younger pre-med self? Um, I was going to say, kind of, Chuka, you harped on it the best. Go with what you're interested in. Don't just do things that are good for your application because I think as a pre-med, especially your first two years, in my opinion, you're kind of trying to figure out what's the best way to get where I want to go? What do I want to do? And I think it's so easy to fall into doing what everyone else does, doing what seems like the the typical pre-med path plan, you know, your volunteering, your research, your XYZ, being clubs, being president which is all great. And I don't think that that I do think that's necessary, but I think 
doing it in something you're super interested in and doing things that interest you are going to make you shine so much more as an applicant. Like I wish I had invested more time in things I was interested, like I'm interested in mental health and I wish I got more involved in the mental health club that I am now um, earlier on because earlier on I didn't think that was important and now I'm realizing, wow, I could have done that because that's something that's really important to me. So just getting involved in things early, even if you think it's not the right thing for application, it's right for you and that, that makes sense for you. Yeah, I think touching on that, um, I think that's the major thing is just finding activities that you truly do enjoy and not just like ticking off boxes. I think I remember freshman year me, I was just so worried about like making sure I had enough activities to like write on my resume or like my application. And now when it like comes time for me to actually sit and like craft this application and write my work and activities section and choose what's most meaningful towards me, I'm simply just gravitating towards the activities that I truly did enjoy and not the ones that I just really did to tick off the boxes. It's so much easier to write a paragraph about why something you're passionate about is meaningful towards you and not just like working in a wet lab and like pipetting and how that's meaningful towards you. Um, So that's really important. Just to bring in another topic, I feel like a piece of advice I would give to my younger self is kind of just like putting myself out there and reaching out. So I feel like the best example of this is when you like basically cold email like PIs and you're like trying to get into their lab you've never met this person but you're still emailing them and putting yourself out there and being like I want to join your lab and I did that for research but I wish I did that for like more opportunities um just like when it came to like teachers and just like getting to know them better or like volunteering or like shadowing I just did it for research just because that's what I heard from like all the upperclassmen that I knew but it's such a useful technique to just like put yourself out there and reach out because really the worst thing that could happen is just that they say no but the best thing is that you can get this amazing opportunity to get to know someone better just enjoy college like you're young you're having this huge new experience where you're meeting so many new people um so just make sure you're making time for yourself and make sure you're making time to like enjoy these new experiences i think something i said to myself like since like freshman year was Friday nights are never for studying like they're always for doing something fun and decompressing like I can study on Sunday I can study on Saturday but just like enjoy your time in college too and don't don't put too much stress on yourself don't take things too seriously like it'll all work out in the end I think I listened to the song Vienna by Billy Joel like once a week and if no one knows that song, it literally, I would turn it on. It's like a pre-med anthem, I swear, especially for girls. Like, it's literally like, slow down, you're doing fine. You don't need to be everything you want to be before your time. Like, I think that there's this immense pressure for us to be complete and to be done and finished in a finished product when we're entering medical school. And that's just not what's going to happen. I think that being open and being responsive to the process and understanding I have so much to learn. I'm a sponge. I'm here to absorb everything and anything I can and take what's for me and reject what's not. I think that pushing yourself to be more receptive rather than to be a complete full package when you're 23, 24, 25, even when you're a physician, like physicians have to do continued education. They went to school for four years. They did six years of residency, four years of a fellowship, they've been in school for their entire lives, they still have to learn more. There's still new things to learn. There's still more process to be had. And 
that's honestly, I wish I would have told myself when I was 18 to slow down and to really enjoy it and to trust the process. That sounds so cheesy, but it's true. Trust the process. Know everything's going to work out. And, you know, you have the time. There's, there's medical students that are 40 years old. There's also medical students that are 20. You know, there's everything in between and your path is your path for that reason. No one else is there to compare to you. People are there to inspire you, to push you, but you should not be jumping from one path to the other. Stick on yours and enjoy it because you've created it. Every step you've taken has brought you to this very moment. There's no reason to look back and doubt. There's only reason to move forward and keep going. I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, the pre-med sisters came with the gospel. I'm telling you. It's um, it's thank you all for everything you just said. I think that is um, I think our, I really think even I'm sitting there. I'm like yes, 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 and and I hope our listeners are also receiving such such words of wisdom. Like right? I think when you're at the end of the race, right, you look back and be like, dang, I wish I'd known that. And so um, and again, I think as we as we sort of move into this ending, right, I think that some of the major takeaways, right, that Kate and I and, and we hope that you all have been able to to hear from our amazing panel today, right, is this idea of like. Again, first of all, there's no shame in taking a gap year, right? Your path is your path, just as Kate said, right? And then also I recognize that they, whenever you, if you're given the gift of, or you take the opportunity to do a gap year, right? Utilize it effectively. Utilize it effectively for you, right? Again, the way that I, Isha, Anvita, Savannah, Kate utilize our gap years are not the way that you all must use, utilize them. But it's about doing what is best for you. And I think that is so important, right? And then again, as, as we as we talked about throughout, like I think that you all, I hope our listeners may say, like, when you do the hard work beforehand, right, you're able to reap the fruits of that, right? I think that everybody here took the MCAT while we're in the academic mindset. They we did the hard work so that hey, when we're doing this gap year, we can we can focus on the the nuances right within ourselves and within our application i think that's so important i think that comes back to this quote i used to i i really just was my pre-med quote right during my 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 undergrad years right it's this idea of like chuka focus on the test not the extra credit right focus on the things that actually matter right i think that is that's so important because we can we can begin to to sort of grab onto the accessories right we're, free, we're by, and, and forget the essentials. And I think that's so dangerous. So I think that um, as you as you listen throughout this episode, I hope our listeners, right, you can remember what are the important things, right? And then how can I utilize the time, extra time to focus on the other things? And again, I want I want to thank our panel for being here today. I, I, we always, Kate and I always give an opportunity for you all to plug any social media, any activities, any uh, events, movements that you want to bring attention to. We will give you all a quick moment just to share anything you want to share if you want to. Definitely plug Pit Amza. I'm a mentor, part of the mentor mentee program, and it's awesome. A great way to get involved, great way to learn a lot about the application and from pre-meds who've done it before. Yes. So the Instagram is Amsa at Pit and obviously Savannah and Isha echoed it, but I just want to as well. Great resource. Um truly the best decision I made in um when I was a freshman was joining this club. Um yeah. Again, thank you all so much. And I think I'll leave our listeners with um, a, a great, great word of wisdom that I once got from a Panda Express fortune cookie. Success is a journey, not a destination. We'll see you on the next one. Be safe. Stay well.